All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we took a little bit of a break. A lot of stuff happened recently, but we are back today to talk a little bit more about the gaming angle again. That was a nice, uh, fun talk last time. So we're going to start leaning more towards the tech side of things, talk a little bit about uh, hardware and kind of just the broad state of it in the industry and how we think it empowers experiences, but also some of the downsides. Um, so I guess for me... Some of the key things recently have been um, kind of a return to value in hardware. So um, I think, you know, the PS5 and the Series X, for what you're paying for, they pump out some crazy, like, the performance to dollar so in those crazy. systems. It's it's crazy. Like, even, even now, I've been burying myself in Final Fantasy sixteen. I love it. I know there's a lot of mixed reviews on it. I don't care. It's 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 what <laughs> it's I wanted. Great, it's a great it's, game. It's what I wanted to see. Um, but yeah, the PS5 is amazing. Like you know, for the graphical fidelity, it's part of the, some of the scenes in that game look almost photorealistic at times, um, and the load times are just amazingly fast. Like thanks to SSDs and everything now, and you know, direct load technology. So I think in that respect, a lot of especially consoles. Okay, leaving out the switch. I mean, I leaving out leaving out the switch because the switch is just long past needing some kind of refresher. Yeah, um, I completely agree with you. The switch is like it's six years in now. The switch two, you know, there's leaks. It's on the way. I certainly wouldn't be surprised if maybe even this holiday. What do you think? This holiday season, maybe? <sighs> I really think they're gonna push it to at least next year. I don't think this year. Really? I think I think honestly, they did a they did a summer release for, or an early late spring early summer release for the original switch, if I remember correctly. And I think they're going to shoot for that again. I think they would get way past the holiday season. Because Nintendo has such a grasp on the industry for kind of every age range for enjoying the game. No matter when they release it, no matter what they do, a Switch 2 will it's sell off like the shelf. Apple. Like, yeah. they don't even sell their... I mean, they it's sell it They sell it in September, and I guess that's, like, close enough so that any yeah. of the early adopters by November, December, like, the yeah, next can, round is for Christmas. Yeah, you, can, yeah you, you won't have to deal with having inventory for holidays and for Doing that. people who want it day one. So, like, people who want iPhone, iPhones usually sell out if they're good enough mm -hmm. early on for, you know. And then they're and they, out, they're so they don't want to do the for, Christmas crush. Exactly. They don't want to be backordered when you order when they first come out till like, <laughs> late winter, like, until, like, Fair. March. Fair. So, but it's funny, I was actually just thinking earlier this week, that with the quality of gaming on console versus the quality of gaming on PC, I kind of wish that I transitioned into being just a console, just simple player. Because I'm learning now that I play video games a lot more casually than I ever have. And gaming on PC is great and all, but like, for example, I was playing Fortnite last it's week. It's work, man. It's work. Like, I was playing Fortnite drivers, a few weeks ago. Updates, and I was like, why is, why is Fortnite crashing on a $2,000 computer? For no reason. 32 gigs of RAM, Ryzen 7 5800X, 3070 Ti, Fortnite just randomly crashing. I'm playing with my girlfriend. She's playing on an Xbox Series S. No problem. Yeah, right. And I'm like, exactly. I really could have just, you know, adopted to being just a simple console gamer, using my Mac as my main computing, just for computer needs, and I could have been completely fine. And I think, honestly, console hardware quality has become so high-end that you can really just enjoy playing almost all of the main titles you would play if you play all those main titles on just a P on just a console yeah. instead of having to have a whole PC set up, multiple monitors, peripherals. It just becomes so much more expensive for the quality difference to not even be that drastic. I mean, I think it's always been to some extent just you know the power user, P 
PC Master Race, etc. Exactly. Um, you know, modding. I can dump a forty ninety in here and play at an absurd frame rate. But like, how much tinkering is there? How often is it gonna crash? Like you're talking for about? no like, reason, yeah. right? Exactly. Just kind of ruin your day with some weird error. Whereas the whole console experience is just so streamlined, dead simple, like exactly. everything is just, and it I, almost just works. And there are almost. definitely a handful of new titles and niche titles that I like playing on my PC, like BattleBit Remastered, we've been playing mm-hmm. quite a bit of that recently, um, and there's a lot of games that are only on PC that I would definitely miss out on, but it's now like, is the fun for however long I'm missing out on worth the exponential cost increase? Right. For what I'm playing. It's like, yeah, BattleBit's a great game. Could I have gone without playing it? Yeah, I'd survive. There's a lot of games on PC that I can go without playing and completely be okay and just go find something fun on my console to play. Like, I mean, I'm too deep in the weeds now. I'm I not going to say, like, what you could maybe even think of is, I think the trend has always been, like, my computer is my really high-end thing. But you could almost take that in the opposite direction where you get a real, really reasonably priced, like, value gaming computer for playing, like, more indie gems. Like, exactly. that you just can't get on console because, you know, the devs and stuff and the, you know, there is more access to those markets for indie devs putting stuff in, like, the PlayStation Store and whatever. But computers still just, like, by far, just do whatever you want. Well, when I got my ROG Ally, before I even got my ROG Ally, I was like... I could really just sell my desktop, play mainly on console, and play, like, the smaller indie niche titles on my ROG Ally. Yeah. And that could be, like, my... And I've also been seeing a lot of um, stuff on Instagram, like, a lot of setups and, like, inspiration pictures, like, other setups are super minimal, super clean. That's what I want. Just a PS5, a nice high-quality monitor, a comfortable chair. And I'm like, these things (laughs) look... I would like my setup to be simple. I would like to not have to... When I want to change out something in my setup, not have to redo all my cable management and not have to install a drive. It'll be just simple, just a nice headset, monitor, PS5, and a chair, and I could be set. And I never have to change anything for seven, eight years until the PS6 comes out and then so on and so forth. And I feel that's where now, as a sim- becoming more of a simple gamer, that's kind of wish I was there. Like, yeah. just... Sit down, turn on my PlayStation, play a few rounds of whatever I'm going to play, and then just play some single player go about games, your life. and then go about my life. Yeah. Not have to turn my computer on, make sure everything's updated, make sure there's no driver updates, figure out why something's crashing, why am I getting below 144 FPS? Why, what is making my... Then I go through and tinker all the settings, spend, and it's like... You end up spending so much time, like, worried about performance and debugging and, like, just exactly. fixing things. And don't get me wrong, I love PC gaming, and I think PC gaming is... It's great. I'm just, for me personally, I think I'm getting to the point where the balance is kind of becoming... Is your hobby playing games or, like, dealing with the PC? And, like, some people love that. I'm not gonna, like, say they're wrong, per se, but I agree, like, especially... um, Unless it's, like, by far your main hobby and you're really, really into it. um, Yeah, there is, like, a regular... It's like a maintenance thing. Like, you know, it's just with the PCs... And that whole setup, just the complexity of the maintenance and making sure everything is functioning okay, becomes like half your time. Yeah, and I feel like now with the difference in quality between console and PC being so like thin, I feel like to really enjoy PC gaming over console gaming, you have to have a PC that will outpace a console to really understand. Like right now, a 3070 Ti that I'm running in my rig is not going to give me 
crazy performance higher than a console. Nah. Nowhere near. If anything, it would be a little bit worse, because my 3070 Ti is not running 4K60. And, like, getting to the value thing that I was saying earlier, like, how much are you going to pay for that computer? Exactly. Like, that's going to be, I like, spend $2K plus at a minimum to get something that's going to, you know, hang out in the same league as, like, a $500 console. Exactly. Like, really? Don't get me wrong, there are drawbacks and holdbacks, like, for example, Starfield only being 30 FPS on Xbox Series X. So, like, there are developer holdbacks to certain, you know... And the openness and flexibility of the computer. You can do a lot more with it if you're doing more than just gaming. You can do a lot of editing, productivity, modeling, Exactly. You can do so much... I, I the got, flexibility yeah, most people, is there. I feel like when you're coming to just buying a PC for gaming and you're not planning on mm-hmm. creating content, 3D modeling, all the other stuff a PC can do, it's like, just plug a keyboard and mouse into your Xbox Series X, play, so your, easier. play your multiplayer games with that if you want to, play your single-player games on that. Like, I like being able to sit back on my couch, have my big screen, mm-hmm. and play like that for my super high-fidelity single-player games. And then I feel like now with my PC, it's I play a lot of shooters on controller anyway. I'm definitely seasoned on keyboard and mouse, but I do feel that certain games with aim assist is just such an advantage or a disadvantage to play on keyboard and mouse. And that could it's be just, just that could be chill. a skill issue. It's just chill to yeah. like lean back on the couch, you and just have the controller exactly. and just it's simpler. Everything mm-hmm. about it's simpler. But so. I would say now the nice thing about gaming is that the hardware is just, you have so many options and out. Outlets now to play how you want, where you want, and the quality is just going to be great. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to kind of get into: Are these games, the games that are on these hardware, is it better? And more, leaving away from single player games, I think single player games have become infinitely better than they ever have. We have titles like Red Dead Two, we have the Jedi Survivor and Fallen Order games, we have Final Fantasy Sixteen, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Well, I think it's kind of crazy that the scale and and this like touches on the hardware point, like. I think the the horsepower now has allowed the scale of these games to just keep growing exactly. and make for awesome stuff like, you know, just being able to troll like an entire like Midwest part of the country in Red Dead 2. Exactly. And I feel like at high fidelity. And I feel like hardware has really unlocked the potential of a lot of single player games. But I feel like in the multiplayer category, graphics aside, the quality of multiplayer games has dwindled so drastically since, like, the Xbox 360, PS3 era, even early Xbox One and PS4 era. I feel like multiplayer games have just completely tanked. And going into things as recently as, like, Modern Warfare 2, Overwatch 2, Halo Infinite, I'm like, why is the hardware allowing you to create games that are infinitely better than games that came out over 10 years ago, but you're just not. Why is Halo Infinite not better than Halo 3 or Halo Reach? Is that just nostalgia, or are the old games just actually better? Why is Call of Duty not making games better than Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, when they have the physical capability to make a better game? Like, And I feel like it just constantly goes from there, even the Battlefield franchise, Assassin's Creed franchise, and just so on and so forth. I mean, that's like... And I feel like that's just a AAA thing in particular. Like, a lot of more indie games have multiplayer. I mean, look, if you ask me, the bottom line is just greed. And to some extent, they're just like... So many of these companies now... I feel like it was, to some extent... Not that gaming was small back in the day, but it 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 just kept growing and growing and growing. And I think we finally hit a point where kind of the really aggressive corporate types are just like they're more focused on like what can we get out of the players and 
so you know they're just looking to kind of come in there and yeah their their goal is to make money and I get that just fine corporate but... greed is always going to be a thing and I feel like now it's like if you want to be greedy and make money I feel like games even... I agree with you though they're doing stuff that just you can't understand how they could make or lose money by not do well you can understand how they lose like, money like prime example the by biggest doing stupid decisions like modern warfare 2 recently the biggest issue has become skill-based matchmaking feature changes from the old duties, like you know the, how the minimap works how gunplay works all little feature-based things that wouldn't lose them money like for example skill-based matchmaking turning that on how does that how lose many them players money? how many players <laughs> would return to modern warfare 2 and spend their money on shop yeah. things if there was no skill-based matchmaking, if there if was map voting, not matched with a demon who just kills them like twenty times in five minutes, and they're exactly. like, "This game sucks." Like I'm just dying over and over. And then like, it, even look at it, even when it comes to features outside of the gameplay, like map voting, map vetoing, features that have existed in Call of Duty in the past. When you have a bad map, you can veto it. If you have two maps to choose between, like an, an old Halo, like Halo Reach, for example, hey, I heard you there's a game between... called Battle Bit that lets you do this yeah, stuff. Like, so. <laughs> and it's like you can. I don't feel like how does map voting as a feature hurt the game? It's not losing them money. If anything, it's making them more money. It's not hurting their player count. It's bringing players back. It only benefits games to listen to their player community, base. to the player base and makes them more money to listen to their player base. So it's like, why aren't you listening? What? person at the top floor of the Activision HQ is making this decision and thinks, hey, this is a good idea. This is right. going to make us money. And in reality, Call of Duty's at an all-time low where you have games like Battlebit, a game made by three people with Roblox graphics, having more concurrent players on Steam than Call of Duty. And it's like, I you mean, told me that three, four years ago. That you would Ro never believe You never believe no. that. I'm like, a Roblox graphic game <laughs> doing better than Battlefield Call this of like Duty. like Battlefield Minecraft Edition, and you're telling me this is going to be performing better than a AAA game. Exactly. No <laughs> I would have never believed that, but now look, like the gaming industry, and I feel like players now are okay with opening their eyes and leaving away from these mainstream, like, oh, I only play Call of Duty, yeah. and I don't play anything else, everything else. Is I feel like people are growing out of that, and I feel like these companies need to, and that's why they're all being bought, because... Well, all these releases feel, like, half-baked, too. Like, oh, you yeah. know, Battle Battlefield 2042 came out, I was so hyped, I've always been a huge Battlefield fan, I love the destructibility, how they focus on, uh, you know, pretty good, like... Not exactly. quite arcade, but not quite hyper-realistic experience. It's like a good it's middle, a good middle ground, ground for it was me. Like there's vehicles, like, there's everything was good. The new game, it was, like, super buggy. Like, But I would even say, bugs aside, forget the bugs and the issues with stability. The core problem, the core I think that is a problem. Like, if I can't even play your game, because it's so, got so many crashes and... A prime example, Battlefield 4. Battlefield 4 had an awful launch. Terrible, terrible, terrible launch. Yeah, Almost as bad as Battlefield 2042. But the game itself at its core was good. So all they do is fix the bugs and then the game would prosper. Battlefield 2042, the bugs are all fixed, and but the, the game is still bad. Sucks. So it's like, it doesn't matter how your game launches. Every game, I feel like, is going to, mostly games with 120-something player servers and high fidelity, is going to be bugs and that's going to happen. I don't, I'm at that point now with games where... I don't expect a multiplayer game to launch without issues. If it does, yeah, yeah, I'll be super good. surprised. It's rare. I, I expect that now. Battlefield 2042 is bad because... There's, there's no spread. Battlefield, like exactly, some Battlefield 4. So like a shotgun is like an instant kill from like 100 yards. And like, Battlefield 4 that? had how many more guns, how many more maps, how much more destructibility, how many more vehicles, how much more customization... All in a game that came out on an Xbox 360 and a right. PS3 had better f features and quality of gameplay over a game that came out 
what, two years ago? Like, I want to see and them like, scale back the graphics to that level, which were already fine and would exactly. still look great. Battle- and have <laughs> you be able to blow apart every building on the level. I hate, the biggest thing I hate, and one of the things I always loved was that in, like, every other game you play, like, cover is just this immovable thing. Like, you have to figure out how to flank or whatever. Like, there's no there's no other option. Like, the best exactly. thing about Battlefield is like, oh, that guy's behind a wall. Or they just blow a hole in it with a rocket and then just run right through and get him. Exactly. Like, it's just, why can't I do that? This is Battlefield. And, they, and I feel like for. that's why I don't understand. It's like, as a developer, you have social media, people yeah. on Twitter giving you bullet points right. of what needs to change in games. This, this, and and this. they have hundreds of thousands of likes and views and people agreeing and you you see these on your your your, your tag and you see all these things you see things. the analytics of like current players and exactly. it going down you see and what you is making know? players leave like you see that and then you don't make the feet, substantive like, changes. Like the gameplay changes aside for g- gameplay battle 2042 the way the game engine's built and the game is built it's stuck in the way it is yeah but it's like you saw what people wanted out of after battlefield 1 and battlefield 5 you saw that people wanted to move more towards modern you mm-hmm. the more battlefield 4 stuff the one wanted battlefield 3 battlefield 4 basically recreated again modernized exactly they just said no, we're going to give you exactly what nobody asked for and then be confused on why no one's playing it and sit here apologizing for six months or fixing all the game problems. And it's like, if you just made what people wanted from this, like, you can literally build an entire game now off of just reading a Reddit thread. Right. Like, why is Battlefield going out of their way and paying people more money? If you're all about money, supposedly, right? You're all about money. The most efficient thing you could possibly do is take the massive free market research... That, exactly. that passionate Reddit thread has poured, like, a collective 5,000 hours into it. These are all the problems. Yeah, like, they've been building, there's been Battlefield, like, wishlist threads that have probably existed for years. And you can just go through, look at all the upvoted things, filtered by top, yeah. by upvoted. And it's like, <laughs> you can literally build your entire game based off what a community wants. And then you sprinkle in your microtransactions, your battle passes, your thing. And a couple things exactly. that are unexpected that... You know, or, or added on top. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I feel like, for example, Anthem. Anthem was. Uh, I would have loved to like, see that game was, like, take off. Anthem potentially would have been the Destiny killer everyone talks about because Destiny is another one of those games where they just don't listen. Yeah. Like Bungie is consistently now. You thought we thought after Activision split from them that they would be making way better decisions for the game. More independent and a little and more. And they're great. they're slowly turning into a money greed machine too. But that aside. It's oh, like we'll see how marathon goes. Like, like Anthem, mm-hmm. the physics were there, the map size, it had a few, it had a lot of those bugs. Flight mechanics, I, like I want to see another game with those flight mechanics. Exactly, I played Anthem so all the way through to the campaign, all the way through to the end game. Got the high gear score, had all yellow weapons and gear. I played Anthem through all the problems on an Xbox One X. By the way, that, just for everyone who may not know this, because unfortunately this game essentially fell flat on its face out the gate. Anthem, you're essentially in, like, an Iron Man suit in, like, an alternate reality. So, it was super cool. Like, very, like, three-dimensional. Like, you could fly. You had all these different guns and, like, knives. And, and there were different classes. And, yeah. Like, yeah, it was really cool. And you got, and it wasn't like you were locked to one class. You can completely just have all four suits unlocked and build out and go into the game with how you wanted to play. And I think Anthem, at its core, was a phenomenal game. Battle it off awful loot box you could play to win blah 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 but after they got rid of all that now battlefront 2 is a phenomenal star wars game great hero versus hero combat great gunplay great maps great everything about battlefield battlefront 2 good is good but ea dropped it everything about anthem was good it just needed more time 
they dropped it. And I feel like nowadays, why are game developers not giving games time? It's like I understand well, that, and they I understand like your two to three years of sweat and blood into it. They invest exactly. like probably like tens of millions of dollars, and then they're like, "Oh, it wasn't successful in six months. Burn it to the ground." Exactly. And and, I, and I'm and I'm in the mindset of like, okay, I'm not an investor. I'm not a billionaire investing in these companies in the stock. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that person. But if I was an investor, I would simply, if I was investing in gaming on a billion dollar level, I'm going to be looking at what the community wants. Right. I'm like, okay, what does my customer want? Exactly, the customer is what makes you the money, uh-huh. and then you ignore them <laughs> yeah. and then complain you make no money. Yeah. It's like all you have to do is literally read Twitter. And you can make the perfect Call of Duty game that will be played, and you can recreate that every year, and people are still going to buy it. And then half the time, though, it feels like they read that stuff, give you some weird excuse about why they can't, or just say, we're listening, but then don't do anything, and kind of, like, kick sand right in those people's faces who they want to buy the game. And it's exactly. like, and then what you're gonna could say you're, possibly you're, be you're, motivating You're going to pull out your funding, you're going to cancel game titles, you're going to lay people off, and you're going to do all these terrible things instead of just, turn, instead of just turning on skill-based matchmaking, <laughs> adding map voting, and adding better gunplay, adding more movement features. The things that people are asking for, if you just do them, your player count would just slowly rise back up to where it was. I loved Modern Warfare 2019 after... They fixed a few of the problems that were in the game. I think the maps were ended up being pretty good. The gameplay was good. The gunplay was good. Warzone back when it first came out, it, it was, was like fun. the was best really thing cool in the world. Watch. Yeah, it was like the scale of it was great. Like the dropping and everything is kind of like uh, a mix of the best of PUBG and Fortnite dumped into Call you Duty. know Call of Duty skin with like really solid um, like, I don't, network backing. And, and honestly, everything. I don't think I've had a better battle royale experience than Warzone in its OG days. When it was like, great. I, right. I've been, I've been, I bought my PC, I got into PC gaming originally for DayZ. That's why I originally bought my first $400 computer that was just good enough to run DayZ. And I always liked those open scale free games where you're looting and you're running around, you're getting in combat and you're calling out compass numbers. Like, mm-hmm. And I got into Arma, then I got into PUBG. When PUBG came out, that's all I played for hundreds of hours. And then I got into Fortnite a little bit and then got out of Fortnite because of the building. And then... Apex came out, and then Warzone was, like, the best thing since sliced bread, and then Fortnite added no build, and, like, Battle Royales as a whole, and I think Warzone, out of all of those in that huge umbrella of Battle Royales from where they started all the way back from, like, Arma Mods all the mm-hmm. way to where they are now, I think Warzone was the perfect middle ground of realistic graphics, good gunplay, good High movement. High-level skill, but not, like, absurd. Yeah. Like, your average person could play it and enjoy it with good skill-based matchmaking, like, freaking... Just do it. Yeah. Stop putting me in lobbies with people who play the game eight hours a day and wipe the floor with me so I can't have fun. Like, that's like, it's like crazy because that is what ruins the game. Like, yeah. you're right. Gunplay good. Graphics good. Big levels. Traversability. Like, lots of positives. But then it's like, you hop in the game and people just kick your and ass instantly you, and, and you're it, like, this isn't fun. And all you have to do is press this button, this button, this button, turn this feature off, turn the feature on, turn this one back off, and you're printing money. It's like, yeah. it's not like we're asking, it's not like the community's asking you, you to rebuild, rebuild the yeah, game. Yeah, rebuilding the game. It's like, and it's Basic like, stuff. and it goes back to, do you think that old multiplayer games were just better or do you think it was nostalgia? And I'm in the ballpark of I think they were just better because developers used to listen. Like, I think my favorite multiplayer They listened game- more. I mean, they have always just done some stupid stuff um, where it's just like... My favorite... But- 
like my favorite multiplayer like it has game. gotten worse. Oh yeah, my favorite multiplayer game of all time to this day is Halo Reach. I think Halo Reach scratched every itch. You had your custom games, you had your Forge, you had your competitive multiplayer, fire you had fight. your firefight, uh, you had your so story mode, moments. full four player co op and so I think Halo Reach covered every category for what you might have wanted in a game in an F- in an FPS multiplayer shooter. As like PvP, yeah, story, you had your PVE, you like had your, everything. You had your high competitive stuff like SWAT, Team Snipers, mm-hmm. Team Slayer, and like you know, and then you had your arcade games like Griff Ball and all the custom games yeah, and the yeah. Forge maps. And it's like this game was perfect, and all you have to do three four three is recreate or even in Halo Three going back before Halo Reach. Halo Reach, I know for some people, remake maybe, this with a new you story, maybe new abilities, update the graphics. Include exactly. almost all the same modes. How and like is armor that? abilities, I know Halo Reach, a lot of people didn't like the armor abilities, and that's, you know, that's fair. I enjoyed them on Halo. I thought they were cool. I thought they were cool. I thought it was just enough of a, of change, a change to Halo. Right. And then Halo 4 came out, and it was like, okay, I can sprint now whenever I mm-hmm. want, and the armor abilities are definitely nowhere near as cool as they were in Halo Reach, but like, it's still Halo. And then right. Halo 5 came out, and I was like, this is terrible. I can, like, jump up and ground pound. I'm like, okay, you have to adapt as an arena shooter, and you're definitely going to add a lot more features. But it just didn't feel like what made Halo. It felt like its own kind of game. And Halo Infinite kind of went back to me enjoying Halo a little bit. I enjoyed Halo Infinite multiplayer for a while. It was more like old school But Halo. it had no features. Ish. It's like, why was Bungie in 2011 able to come out with all these features in Halo Reach? And we still, is Forge even, I think Forge is out or is still close to coming out in Halo Infinite or still in beta or whatever. Well, it's like, again, like, matchmaking, not that great. Uh, ranked, non-existent slash super weak. Like, if you want people to play long term, like, that's just such a basic, simple, easy thing. Like, exactly. give them a reason. How am I doing against other people? Where do I stand? Like... That kind of competitiveness is what keeps people hanging around exactly. and driving the player and base. And then you go into games like Call of Duty. Call of Duty finally added ranked into their multiplayer. It's great. I heard the ranked for Call of Duty is really good. But it's like, why is there skill-based matchmaking for ranked and for casual? Like, What's the even, What's the difference other right. than this arbitrary symbol next to my name yeah. that just tracks in my face, which is tracking behind the door? It's like... Old Call of Duty didn't have aggressive skill-based matchmaking. It had the map voting. It had the map vetoing. It had the great gunplay and customization. And the Call of Duty, like, was just a better game back in the day. And I don't think that's nostalgia speaking. I think those features, not gameplay. I feel like the gameplay for Call of Duty currently is okay. I have no problem with Modern Warfare 2's movement and gunplay. And well, blah, it's how blah. it's organized. How it, exactly. how it connects you with who are you playing with. How do I stack up with them? Like, you're right. It is, like, core stuff that they could probably... In like a week, at most, like yeah, you're a change and flips company. and switches. Well, that's the thing; they're not totally rewriting the engine. It's literally like put in these algorithms to like match people better, so they're not getting wiped all the time. Like you know, it's just, I don't know if you know if you know this. Like even Bungie, you think would be the developer to not dwindle down like they did. Uh-huh. They haven't released a new Crucible map in Destiny in almost four years. How? They just haven't released one. I mean, I'm not a Destiny person. I know you really like it, but that's wild to me it's because like, that's like one of their main money printers right now. It's and their only money printer. Bungie has no other IPs. Bungie is Destiny. Wait, didn't they? No. Well, they're doing Marathon, I guess. They're, that's, that's, that's not, not even out, yet, out but, for a while. But since Destiny 1 came out back in 2013, nothing, Bungie has not released or done anything else with any yeah, other I game. I guess it's making them plenty of money, but yeah. at the same time, it's like... Make, like, okay. one or two maps a year, at least. Exactly. Why are you releasing expansion? It's a long-term yeah. play. So that's just what I'm thinking. That's where I'm getting with developers, is, like, they're just so much lazier, and I feel like players as a whole are a lot more content. Like, even though Call of Duty is as bad as it is, 
I still bought it. People still buy it every year. Mm-hmm. People are still playing it. We're, so, the, we're in know, that. They'll keep making it. We're in that. We're in that area of gaming now, and I think in general with things that we use, like Twitter, for example, and Elon Musk limiting tweets to six hundred tweets a day for people who aren't paying for it. It's like, yeah, I hate these. Six hundred. I mean, yeah. that's still. A lot. It's not a lot because every tweet you load, including replies and threads, all count as one tweet. Oh, it's it, that yeah. gets loaded too. Yeah. So you can only view like so you can only view six hundred oh, tweets. If you don't wow! Pay, if you okay. pay for Twitter, believe you get six thousand. Like, look, that's kind of a totally different topic, and we could definitely get into that. Yeah, I don't but think like, that's. But that's what, like the, my example is like no matter how much we hate something that we're given, we still use it. Call of Duty oh, yeah. is as bad as it is, but how it's just many the inertia are still of it? Like, exactly. you just get used to it. It's a part of your life. Like, and it has to get. I feel like for a lot of people, it has to get pretty bad before they're really bad. I mean, me personally, I haven't bought a Call of Duty since the Modern Warfare 2 before the Modern Warfare 2. Like, probably like ten years nine, ago. ten years, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I had enough a while ago. I could kind of see, like, that was kind of peak for me, and I did like those games. But outside of Warzone, which I kind of looked at when it came out, I was like, wow, this is like... Cool. Impressively, it was, it was like, yeah. feels like a good re- move forward, but... But, yeah. But that was... That was a fun rant. <laughs> yeah, that, just went just, that was all just bottled up in there for, like, I mean, a couple weeks now. Gaming for both of us has been something that's been a part of our lives for as long as I can remember. Oh, yeah. And watching gaming just kind of... Multiplayer gaming, specifically, I want to preface that and say single-player games, I think, are just infinitely great now. There's so many options and things available out there. Yeah, but I feel like, indie games exploding more than ever exactly. because of availability and reach, like, like the hardware and everything. Multiplayer games, I, I, I used to be... I'm not as pitiful as I used to be, but I definitely still miss, you know, sitting up till 4 o'clock in the morning... Even even as recent as COVID, that um, like when we were like in the house because of COVID, all I played was Warzone. You know what I want to see more of too? Like just as a quick aside, I want more both local and online multiplayer co-op. Oh yeah. Like I love competitive stuff. That's great. That's fun. But you know, coming back to like Spider-Man Two, like we were talking about before, if they had like an online multiplayer co-op, co-op where you're each a Spider-Man, and be great. Yeah, that would be sick. Like, I get there's limitations even, even with... Even if there wasn't any story... It was just all just free roam and just doing live world events. That's all yeah, it just was. Just messing around. Just to mess around fun. and have fun. You could do that for hours. Okay, but that's play. a whole different, like... Yeah, that's but, another campaign. Yeah, that, that was our rant, kind of just going over what our main issues are, honestly, with gaming today and what we think is really hurting gaming as a whole. I don't know if you have anything else that you want to add in what you think is really just damaging gaming. But I, I think, think those are the core things. It's just quite I agree great. with most of what you said. Yeah, just honestly, it's just become more corporatized. And a lot of these companies are just kind of being wrung out as cash plays right now. They're not listening to gamers because that I maybe even just the impression is that's going to cost more money than it's worth. We just don't want to deal with it. Hey, Twitter's free. I mean, <laughs> Reddit's free. The internet, so much of the internet is free. Like, you can amuse yourself other ways. Like, they got to keep that in mind at some point. But Have a focus group. I, if someone of Call of Duty was like, yeah, we'll give you an exclusive skin to sh- to go on this Google Doc and type in yeah. what you want. Or, like, show up to this location and we'll give you a control. Like, it would be so cheap for them to invest in more in their community. Because it's very easy to get... 50 people to show up somewhere and then just answer questions and fill out surveys. Like you said earlier, you don't need that. Reddit, like, you have all these rabid fans who, you know, sure, sometimes because of that, they can get a little bit um, sort of narrowed or too focused on some of their opinions, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. People do this for free. They will just put all this effort into it, and, you know, even if you just pick, like, the 80, top 80% of it, you'll make a way better game if you just listen. 
but yeah. that's just that's asking too much apparently yeah i mean i think hardware is one of the few bright spots especially console wise you have so much horsepower there um and the value is huge so that's like a big positive for me in a lot of ways and then computers i think there's still more of that greed stuff partially from covid but you know pricing yeah. on graphics cards obviously being a huge example in exactly. everyone's minds like just man they're just it's hard. Yeah, you're getting some crazy performance to be fair out of a lot of those cards, the but to produce is they're trying to near. man, they're trying to they're trying to get two three hundred percent compared to like a generation ago. Like exactly. that's just no, I'm not gonna buy that. So, anyways, uh, yeah, we wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter today. Just kind of go into some of our broad thoughts on just the state of the industry development a little bit on. Yeah, like, we started talking yeah. about the hardware. Yeah, cause... kind of, like, a little bit of our, our wish list and kind of what we wanted to see in gaming. And I'm like... excited for Switch 2. That's on my wish list. I am curious to see. I feel like we're going to start getting some some peeps about, you know, maybe some hints and leaks about next-gen hardware in the next year or so. Um, so I'm curious to kind of see what the next step forward there is. But, uh, yeah, we're going to... Call it good there for today. Um, maybe come back to you next week with something. I don't know. You want to talk about more tech stuff next week? Maybe? I don't know. The gaming stuff is a lot of fun, but I definitely want to get back more into the into the deeper dive on tech. So we'll kind of figure out what's going to be next week, and definitely stay tuned for that because it should be something very interesting. Make sure to check us out on social media. All my social medias are going to be right here, and all of his are going to be right there. So make sure you check us out on all of those platforms for any additional content that we both produce. Um, it would be greatly appreciated. Make sure you leave a like and comment on the video with what your thoughts are. What you subscribe feel like. if you think uh, Oh yeah, subscribe if you want to come interested. back. But definitely comment on what you think about multiplayer gaming. Do you think that it's better, or do you think that nostalgia is really feeding into a lot of the opinions we have today? And definitely let us know your broad thoughts about the game industry and what games you're playing and what you want to see changed. Um, that's us, Tech Titans. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.